Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Sorry we're closed. I had a phenomenal weekend. I know this is Thursday's episode, but as you guys read, listened on Mondays, that I recorded that on Friday, as I usually do. And, uh, you know, I, I can only update you now because that was where I record pre, pre the weekend. The weekend was a lot of fun. I was not one of those idiots if you saw on TikTok standing in line in the rain down the Jersey Shore. That is not my move. But it was a great weekend, phenomenal weekend. Uh, one of my first down the shore, so... Uh, it was interesting to see. I went to this one place. If you're familiar with Jersey at all, I went to DJ's. And I can't imagine letting any bar get that packed. It's crazy to me. But uh, for the hour or so I was in there, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. I had some I had some room. You know, I'm a bigger guy. I had some people around me that were bigger people. So they, we made some room. But it was fun. I enjoyed myself. So we got that. Two pieces of news items that I want to talk about. And then this rest of this podcast is going to be about the Red Sox. I'm curious. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, First thing, Coach K stepped down today, which is insane to think about that the both Duke and UNC um, now will have new coaches. Um, I know Coach K is, is, is doing it this last year. He's going to coach again this year. Uh, but after that, it's the end. And, you know, my entire childhood of watching those Duke-UNC games, I'm not a Duke or UNC fan, but obviously you tune into those games specifically when they're both very good. And to see that neither of them will be coaching right now, new eras starting at both at both programs could be a good timing just to have both of them start at the same time uh, but it is it's crazy to see and I wonder a lot of times these these guys step down and it takes a few coaches to get the right guy in there and I'm curious to see if that happens again here or if they're all able to nail it on the first try I mean they both have such storied programs uh, but with that comes extremely high expectations so I'm curious to see that and the other thing is is, is an insane um, insane uh, you know, type of you know news story in my opinion. Todd Frazier, uh, a Jersey legend, uh, stated that he's playing with the guy uh, Duran for the Red Sox, who's a prospect in, in Team USA, and he said he almost kind of compared him to Mike Trout, which is crazy, crazy to think about. But I'm not upset having that kind of comparison in the Red Sox farm system. Um, I know Mike Trout wasn't able to do anything off of me because I'm a stud, and uh, I just absolutely diced his ass. But uh, it, it's one thing uh, to to have you be compared by a guy who's been in the league for quite some time and, and to see that you might be compared to a guy like Mike Trout, who might go down as the best player of all time, minus myself. That's pretty cool. So happy to hear that as well. But let's dive into the big league team of the Red Sox. You know, they haven't been, they have been playing really consistent baseball. And that's something that, you know, I haven't been able to tune into all the games, but that's something that, you don't want to see from a first place team. A non-consistent brand of baseball. When we first started, when I first talked about the Red Sox back in April, we I talked about how they were playing a different brand of baseball. This wasn't a team that was getting lucky and winning ball games. This was a team that was good. That you could see had talent on their team. They're playing, you know, really good, consistent baseball. And now it's changed. Now you can say you know, a lot of the Yankee fans want to chime in and say that, you know, well, listen, they're coming back down to earth after a hot two-month start. I don't really say that. What I will say, though, is that they need to play better consistently. Uh, they're going into a very difficult month in June here, uh, with a re- and it's starting off very difficult with the Astros and the Yankees. You, you need to be able to play consistent baseball because you're not going to, every time you play well, you're not going to win. But... You need to be playing well consistently to make sure that you're winning 75% of those games. And right now, 
I mean, a lot of the blame that people are, you know, I see on Twitter, a lot of the blame is going to hitters, which it often does in Boston because for whatever reason, expectations for pitchers are always lower. And these hitters, when they don't perform, it seems like everyone's talking about the hitters. When the Astros scored 16 runs in the last two games, you don't expect my hitters to do much. You know, when last year the hitters weren't as hot as people would have liked them to be. But, you know, you're playing from behind all the time. It's difficult. It automatically adds pressure to the game to try to win this ball game when you're playing from behind. And the pitchers haven't given the given the guys uh, enough in a lot of these games to really put any type of onus on the hitters. With that being said, they do need to come back alive a little bit here. The Red Sox are, have, a, have a loaded lineup. If there's one thing I'm not worried about, it's our hitting. But we need to – these pitching – these pitchers – they're not. We're not throwing out, you know, Mass and Bumgarner, Clayton Kershaw. We're not, we don't have the Dodgers starting rotation. Although I think we have a solid starting rotation, they're going to have their hiccups much more often than the best of the best are going to have their hiccups. And what we're expecting from the Red Sox, and this is why I think the hitters are getting a little bit more shit than they, you know, would typically. What we expect from a Red Sox team is that they're able to go and outperform that team. They'll be able to carry this team. No one thinks the pitching staff's going to carry this team to a World Series, but a lot of people think that the hitters could. Not necessarily a World Series this year, although I think we're so good and we compete. The consistency of play right now concerns me in Boston. I think that we have the ability to really go out and play at a high level, but it's, it has to be more consistent. If it's not, we're never, gonna, we're never going to be able to compete with teams like the Dodgers, the Padres, even the Giants. The Giants are playing pretty consistent baseball right now. You know, Right now, we're kind of in that... In that area, if you're talking about the Mets, who even I think they might be in first place, but not a consistent division at all. We're talking about the Mets, talking about the Braves, you know, I'm talking about almost like a, a Twins White Sox. These are the type of teams that we're kind of floating with right now, and that's what people kind of thought of in the beginning of the year, maybe a tier below those teams. You can't have that, you know, when when you're talking about a team that wants to compete at the AL East. Listen, we think the Rays are going to come back to earth. Right, they they went on an insano streak in May, insano. That's gonna that's gonna come back down. Clint Frazier just hit a walk off against them. Those things are gonna come back down to earth here a little bit. And the Red Sox still in the last ten are still six and four, playing okay baseball. They've lost two, you know, they've lost two straight now. So not a bad brand of baseball overall, but we're talking more wild card brand of baseball. Where in the beginning of the season we continued to play the way that we were. We're talking more of a first place AL East, being able to be able to compete for that that first place thing, and we still can't compete. We're, listen, I don't want to be a negative Nancy here. We're still in second place. We're two games out. We got the Yankees on our ass. They're four and a half games out of the Rays. Uh, and again, like I say I think the Rays will come back down to earth here. I think they won 13 in a row in May at one point. Yeah, that's insane. You don't see that again. We're not going to see that again all season. But with that being said, we still need. To, I'm still, you know, when I just look at the Red Sox play, I need to see them play a little bit more consistently, a little bit better uh, at the plate, a little bit better on the mound, on a consistent level, in order to be able to compete with those really good teams. The Yankees have come alive in May. You know, the Rays have come alive in May. You know, we have see, We're going to see some really good brands of baseball here come from these young, these 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 older teams that have been around a little bit longer, and, and we're expected to be good this year. That's one of the reasons we talk about baseball being, you know, one of the best sports in the world is because the cream rises to the top. Right? We have 162 games. It's not very easy for bad teams to stay along. That's why I talked about it before. That's why you know I thought the Red Sox had a chance last year because you got two month quick flash in the pan season. All of a sudden, you get off to a hot start. Next thing you know, you're in the playoffs, and whoever wins in the playoffs, who knows? So this type of season, though, you don't see that hardly ever. 
you know, and you expect these guys to kind of fall back down to earth. And again, I think this Red Sox team, I didn't see them. And I'm going to be honest. You guys know I'm honest with you guys. I didn't say the Red Sox, you know, except for on Twitter maybe, are the best team in baseball. They're not. But they can compete at a high level and try to win this AL East. And then, again, see what happens in, in the playoffs if they play a little bit more consistently and they get better. We expect the Red Sox to get better over time here. I think this this month is probably the most important month of the season for them, you know, in that second position in the American League and having a very difficult schedule. We wanted to go into this this month a little bit higher up as far as wins were concerned and win percentage, but we're in a good spot. We just got to play a little bit better here, a little bit more consistent, have those bats come alive, not put pressure on those bats. We want to keep their team in the game early, and we don't want to let, you know, things slip away early, but you know, these bats need to, regardless if they're down a couple runs or not, need to realize that they can score 10 runs in any given game and, and be able to carry this team sometimes because this pitching staff will need it over time. So, we need, again, we're one month closer to having Chris Sell back in this rotation, and we need to get through probably our toughest, um, you know, our toughest schedule of a month in June and get to that, that July 1st, get to July 4th. And be in be in this this ball, this ballpark here where we're two games back, maybe even first place. Maybe I don't mind if we dip, dip to third either, as long as we stay in that two two point five games back uh, area. I think we have a really good chance um, to to make some moves at the, the deadline to add some pieces um, and, and make a move here for the for the for the you know not necessarily a World Series. Maybe you don't know, but if we can get you know we can win the American League East, we could be in a good position here. Um, to, to make a run at this year. And I don't think we'd add anything crazy. Let's, let's, let's double down on that a little bit. I think that, you know, Heimblum's you know, goal was to make this farm system really good. And, and we've gotten a ton of prospects in return. Uh, but I don't think we're just going to go around now because we, we kind of uh, had a year here we might not be expecting and throw those prospects away again to make our team really good. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think we can make some minor moves to make this team a little bit better maybe bridging the gap between the starter and the and the, and the core relievers um, maybe adding a bat I'm not sure that we need one though uh, and getting to that position where we can have a chance to make a run here but I don't think any crazy moves come the last thing I want to talk about here is uh, Benny Biceps Andrew Benatendi and the talk that we have right now going on with how good uh, he is in compare, compared to Cordero who we got you know, you have the camp that says, well, look look what's happening right now with, with between Cordero and Benny Biceps. And then the camp that says, well, we got four other guys or so with Cordero for Benny Biceps. All Both camps are true. They, neither of them are wrong, realistically. What I want to focus in is on Andrew Benintendi and the way he's playing. He's hit 297 right now. The guy's playing very good baseball. And I, and I want to go back to that. You know, Andrew Benintendi was a first-round draft pick for us. The guy was the guy is a great lefty bat when he's playing well. He's a solid fielder. He's not the best fielder, but you know it's left field in, in Boston. That's a tough place to play. You know, I I said it when we were doing it and when the talk started that we were giving up on this guy too early. And again, we're only two months into the season, into a new season with the Royals, who not many teams are afraid of those bats over there. So they're pitching a little bit differently, probably trying to get through that lineup. And but the guy is a good player. And, and, you know, listen, I, I could eat my words here uh, when some of these guys come up to the minor leagues and are playing good. And I don't necessarily think we need another bat in this lineup. I think we're, we're still a pretty good lineup. I think, you know, could he be making a difference for us right now? Yeah, he could be. But nothing crazy. It's not like we have we, we desperately need a bat. The thing is here is I, I think, I, again, I think we took a chance 
on on Benny having some high ceiling and being able to get some some solid prospects in return. I still don't know why the Royals really took a flyer on this. I thought they would want their their farm system to be as big as it is, but you know he's controllable. He's a guy that the Kansas City typically likes. I think we I think we need to realize here that not you know listen we got some guys in return. I don't we don't need to compare you know Andrew Benintendi to Franchi Cordero because that's not a realistic comparison. Like people have been pointing out, we got three or four other guys with them. The problem being here is that we're looking at a, as as a Benintendi who was a again a first round draft pick, really good player, and we again I think we seemingly gave up on him too early. I think mean, that guy was a controllable guy. Guy could have been around for a long time. Guy that probably was going to command a ton of money at free agency. Uh, a guy that we could have kept and, and, and done well with. And instead we went inside to load our farms. And listen, I'm not saying it's a bad decision. It could have been a very good decision. I trust Hein Bloom. Seems to have a phenomenal head on his shoulders. Seems to know what he's doing. But you know, when everyone's ready to write Andrew Ben, it's more towards the fans. When everyone's ready to write Andrew Benatendi off after a tough season or a tough two seasons, really. I wasn't so quick to do so. You have a young guy. Um, you know, he had, we had lost Mookie. We, you know, I, I just don't think it was there yet um, to really get on his on his ass about these things and send him packing because uh, I don't think that it necessarily merited or warranted, I should say, uh, the the slack he was getting. But that's Boston. That is Boston. You know, when when you perform poorly, you you, you hit the road. I performed poorly back in 2016. Had you know, still had a high ceiling though, but didn't come out of the gates super hot. And they got rid of me for a lefty reliever to try to make a you know their bullpen a little bit better uh, to make a run at the World Series that year and end up losing to Cleveland. So this is the the Red Sox mo. They don't have a lot of patience with guys, um, and you know again rightfully so they've won a lot of World Series in the last you know ten years or so. So hard to hard to disagree with them. But I would have liked to kept Ben Attendee around a little bit longer and and see him and, and Alex Cora reunite and kind of get him back on track. But I digress. Guys, I hope you had a you hope you have a tremendous weekend. Got another one coming in. It feels like after Memorial Day with it being a long weekend uh, and me taking a little bit of a break. Feels like we're we're crazy. We're right on the precipice of another weekend here, but uh, here we are, right? So guys, enjoy your weekend. Um, and until next time, I'll see you at the bar. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. It's all right, we're closed.